It's time for the Rich Life Retirement Show, brought to you by retirement professional and Wall Street Journal bestselling author, Bo Henderson. This is the one place committed to helping you navigate all aspects of a successful, meaningful, and fulfilling retirement. Let's get started. Here's Bo Henderson and Bill Main. Back at it again and so glad to be here with my good friend Bo Henderson, Bill Main, saying happy Sunday to you. Bo, you're looking good this week. Hey, Bill. Appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Well, it's it's a, it's going to be another great day in North Georgia, as always, and we've got some exciting things to talk about today. Number one, check this out. Congress is considering another big change to the RMD rules. We're going to talk about what that can mean for your retirement, because this is big news here. Also going to tell you why it may be the time to review your checking account statement. And you're going, what? How does that deal with retirement? Well, we're, we're going to tell you. Also, there are 365 days in a year. So which one of them would you guess is the most common one for birthdays? A little huh. trivia for you. We're going to do that for you this morning as well. But you have been back out once again with the Retirement Tour 2020 and right. uh, more tour stops on that list. Yeah, We have uh, coming up real quick, um, November 10th and 12th, Bill, we're going to be down at the Buford. We're going to go a little and we're going to venture into Gwinnett County okay, uh, right, this month. Okay. And the 10th and 12th will be at the Buford Community Center, 6.30 p.m., and we're going to do uh, retirement planning and social security optimization. Okay. Kind of our core class that, that we get the most requests for. And if it's something you'd like to, to learn more about, you hear us talking about over 500 ways to claim that strategy. The average household leaves $111,000 on the table. And if you're saying, hey, I want to raise my social security IQ. I want to make sure I'm doing this right. I want to make sure I'm getting as most the most benefit I'm entitled to. Go to richlifeadvisors.com, register for the class completely free, and I promise you, you'll walk away with two or three items that say, hey, these are things that apply to me that I need to look into further that might just help me do this a little better. And put more money in your pocket there when you it go. comes time to do you that. You know, it's funny, Bill, that question, uh, 96% of households do not get as much benefit as they're entitled to on the Social Security benefit. Mm. But when I, and I've done this over 200 times in, in workshop settings, I'll ask, how many people in here want every penny they're entitled to? Yes, how many? All of them. One hundred percent. Exactly. Ninety six percent are so there's a disconnect and how we how we solve that or, or address that is let's go learn about it. All right, well let's do that. And again, log on and find out more and make sure you get your spot reserved. Now, let's just jump straight into this. You've heard about the four percent rule, right? right. Okay. Uh, it came from a guy named Bill Beg- Bengen, and uh, he calculated that you can safely withdraw four percent of your savings each year in retirement and be confident that it will last 30 years. Okay, now, Benjamin did that study in 1994. That's been a little while ago. Uh, recently, he recalculated, and now he believes it's safe to withdraw 5%. Right. How can that be? Uh, I know there's a lot of controversy about this rule of thumb because you always stress that, you know, one one size does not fit all. Everybody's an individual. So where do you fall in on, on, on what he has to say? You know, this rule, when I was first coming into this industry uh, 20 years ago, this was just one of those things that was accepted as truth. It just became a rule of thumb. You heard about this 4% rule. Sure. And what happened is that was just gospel, so to speak, in the industry. And then 2008 happened in that decade after. And then we realized, oh, wow, really a safer drawdown rate to be secure is more like 2.9%. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at it, looking at interest rates and looking where things are and actually looking at, okay, not just living off of interest, but, but drawing down accounts. He's saying, okay, in this current economy, we could probably afford to, to do a 5% drawdown and it last 25, 30 years, which would suffice for most people. But I think the biggest rule of thumb here is that it's going to be different in different bands of time or different different economies. 
Sure. So, so it could it could vary, but I think the key here, and we talk about this a lot with our bucket planning uh, methodology, is we do want income assets, but we also want some other assets that are that are positioned for long term growth. So, if we realize, hey, we're pulling at four percent, and and we need to adjust that, say so, say so we need we need we need to actually pull that down to three, that we have another bucket of money growing that could actually create another income stream if necessary. Yeah, so supplement so, what you're not right, being able to So pull. we want to structure it and, and have a little flexibility because the thing with rules of thumb is they're rigid. If we buy into, hey, it's 4% from now on. But if we have the flexibility built in that, I, hey, I could take that down to 3% if we needed to, or we could take it for 5% as long as it's working. But we got to address the current economy and in your current scenario to make sure that's viable. So it's interesting to see but it's a year-by-year conversation to say, okay, do we need to tweak this or adjust this to make sure it's still on track and it's still going to work? Yeah, and I think that that comes, you know, rules of thumb are good, but they should just sort of be a baseline guide. Maybe get you in the right ballpark, yeah. but then you, want, then you want to drill down from there. Yeah, because otherwise what you do is you put blinders on and you're not paying attention to what the market's actually returning on your investment. And to do that is folly. Right, yeah. right. And that, and that annual review when you're sitting there looking at it, that's what, are we still on track? based on the plan, or this is the this is the time we make adjustments to make sure it stays on track. Yeah, and, and I will say this. If you're able to pull down 4% and suddenly they say, well, you know, it's good enough this year, you could take 5%. Mm-hmm. But if you stayed at your 4%, that's all to the better. If you can stay on that budget, uh, you're going to make it last a lot longer. Then it longer. banks it to where, hey, maybe in the future. Now, now realistically, I can up, up it to 5% because I banked some of that growth. Yeah. Or if the next year around they say, no, you can only take, you know, 3%. Well, right. you stayed at 4 and now you've banked that extra growth so you can hopefully maintain your income, you know, because you want to keep your lifestyle. You don't want it to go up and down like the market does. Right. Well, and I think that's the key is, is let's be a little wary of static models. And by that, I mean, okay, this four or 5% year after year after year. Set it and forget it. Yeah, life won't work that way. We're yeah. going to have, we're going to have some things drop off. Expenses drop. We might have inflation shoot up for, for a period of time. We have a flexibility is the key. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when it comes time to retire, sometimes it's difficult to hang it up, and a lot of people don't want to. I'm one of those who thinks he can work forever. Right. I like what I do. It's not physically demanding, uh, and so shouldn't I be able to do it forever? Well, folk singer Arlo Guthrie, who played at the original Woodstock, says he's retiring from live performances. He's only 73, and I say only because it closer, seems like he'd be older than that. I know, but as I get closer to 73, it seems so much younger. That's right. Uh, but he still loves to play. Uh, but he recently said he's had health problems that made him realize he's just not up to the grind of touring anymore. You know, a lot of folks are like that, and I say that coming into this. I enjoy working. I enjoy what I do. It's the type of job that I can do it for uh, another decade or better. Mm. But the reality is sometimes the world throws us a curveball, and it's our health. And we've talked about this before. We may have plans to go to 67 or 70 or 73, right? but things change, and here again, we really have to make sure we're ready for the unexpected, not the expected or the desired. And it goes back, and I see this a lot, and that just because these are the kind of conversations I'm having day in and day out, is that if our planning is too rigid, we're setting ourselves up to fail. Mm-hmm. And, and and the disconnect is that the statistics show us that uh, where people plan to retire, whether like we're talking about, whether it's full retirement age, 67, 66, uh, I'm going to work till 70, I'm going to work till 72. There's a disconnect between what age we think we're going to work to, to or our plan and what actually happens. And a lot of that is, you know, health we talked about, like like uh, Arlo's situation. Sure. He said, hey, physically, I can't do what I thought I was going to do. I thought I'd just sing the rest of my life because mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, another, hey, there's things outside of our control. We saw it this year. What if what if work, what if the, the corporate environment changes and they start saying, you know what, this this older demographic, we need to start buying out their pensions and just kind of 
welcome them into retirement a little quicker. It's going to be cheaper quicker. for us to do that, sure, so, yeah. So, so again, we go back almost to that first conversation is our plan might be, it's great to have a plan as we know it today, but we also need to make sure there's some flexibility built into there. So my plan was 67, and yeah, it shifts, and I'm no longer able to work at 65. What's the contingency? How do we navigate this? Is it a part-time job scenario, or do we have assets that can make this work? So I think, again, the I'm seeing a theme here today, right? It's, yeah. it's we want to build with a specific goal that we're moving towards, but we also want to know that it's also need to, needs to be built with, with life. When we're dealing with life and humans, right? We talk about those two things. It's not going to work rigid in a rigid scenario. You've so we got have to have some agility. We've got to have a little flexibility. So uh, along with that, but don't you think that I know you've seen this happen before, too, mm-hmm. where someone says, I am going to retire at 65, or maybe they want to retire at 67. Right. And they say, that's what I'm going to retire. 67 rolls around, and they sit down with Bo, and they go, hey, I'm ready to retire next week. And you're going... No, you're not. Right. Because to do the things you want to do, you're going to have to work another year. Or it might be more advantageous for you from a Social Security or a drawdown from whatever. So I think that's the other side of it as well. Sometimes we may have to extend and work longer than we anticipated. Yeah, and ideally, we, we've we've identified that Earlier scenario on. before the year sure, before. But sometimes yeah. that's the deal. Is like, You know what? Hey, if we if we do it this way, um, it would work or maybe it won't work. But if we, we worked another year or we dropped a part-time for a year or two, it's a lot more it's a lot there's a lot more cushion and it's a lot stronger situation to start in and you just start you just start am i willing to take the risk of it being a little tighter to, to buy a year earlier or do i want to on a bridge and max out my social security and then turn on my medicare and make it a lot smoother and, and those are questions that, that it's a conversation you have to have and it's a choice right and it's a conversation you have to have with somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about <laughs> and he's across the, across the counter from me today as he is every sunday here on rich life retirement bill main hanging out with bo henderson if folks do want to get that ball rolling and have that conversation great way to do it is just uh, give you a call check the website how do you how do you do that yeah, yeah the retirement com- conversation is a lot more involved than it's treated in the industry in a lot of cases if there's things going on and you realize you know what i need to coordinate and i need to address at least some of the things from my retirement plan my income plan my taxes in retirement plan right my health care plan my state plan those are all the the components of a successful retirement strategy and those are the things we address at rich life advisors and if if it's time to start having those conversations go to richlifeadvisors.com or give me a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. We continue with the Rich Life Retirement Show. And, uh, well, you know, we are we are in November after all. Thanksgiving's mm-hmm. coming up. So the question comes about, have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Have oh, you, me? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of one of those last-minute guys. I am, too. You yeah. and I will see each other probably on Christmas Eve out there. That's right. Hitting it and getting it. <laughs> but believe it or not, a fourth of the folks surveyed by LendingTree say they're already finished. Wow. Thanks for making us look bad, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, but it may not seem like it, but we're already coming up on the end of the year. What does it mean for those of us who have retirement on our minds? And is there any end-of-year planning that needs to go on besides what I'm going to give my, my wife or my, my, my husband for Christmas? Grandkids. That's a big yeah. one that comes Oh, up, oh right? wow. Yeah. Right. Toys. Yeah. Lots of toys. So think of that. So, so we're here in, in early November, and 25% of people are saying they're finished. <laughs> no, it's crazy. So, so that's, that's a 25% not represented in this studio. No, not at say, all. Right? But you got to tip the hat to the folks who are, are, are trying to be prepared, and we're trying to convince people to do the same thing with retirement. So right. maybe we shouldn't be too hard on them. No, and, and it's a balance, <laughs> right? I think some of that happens because shopping's so easy now. Right? That's true. It, you've got one-click shopping showing up in two days. And the, yeah. and the conflict for me, right, is, is I'm a hyper-local business guy. Yeah, I am so, too. So it's... 
so it's hey do do I plan a couple days to to go in and 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 do my Christmas shopping at local businesses and maybe you yeah. know it, there's a convenience versus supporting the place I live and my kids are raised sure. and all that so sure. so yeah so you know I think the thing with retirement planning I run into is just uh, to keep on track and, and grandparents are bad at this make sure our Christmas budget makes sense with our plan right? I mean if we're going to blow it out and and spend money we can't afford to to make sure everybody has every gift they want, make sure we have the party that, you know, let people pitch in. People will, people will help with the, with the holiday sure. party. Um, grandkids are going to appreciate more experiences and your time than, than a bunch of gifts. So I think that's the one key I see. It's a real easy justifi- justification to say, hey, you know, I want to spend this money, but it's for the most important thing in my life. It's my, it's my family and my relationships. I get that. But also, let's not, let's not put that at the expense of us in January looking back with a little regret saying, ah, I really, I really went a little overboard this year. Yeah, because it's a habit that we we start early on when we're earning money. Right. Sometimes we 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 spend it forward as opposed to pay it forward. We charge, and then January we're like, okay, we're gonna eat beans out of the can because we can't afford to heat them up. Even it's like a Christmas hangover, right? You yeah. go back and like, oh wow, now I've got to deal with this. And yeah, but you can't afford to do that in retirement, right? Because when we talk about being on a fixed income, it's fixed, right? So don't break it. So, and that, that takes a lot of discipline, and I know that's disappointing to hear. I don't even like to hear myself say it. Right. Don't, it, 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 but the key is, guess what happens, and this is the trap, is if I'm spending money that's not in that, that fixed budget, guess where it usually is going to go? It's usually going to go on, on debt. Yeah. It's a debt accumulation, and then that's the last place you want to be is actually in retirement accumulating debt because that creates a whole other scenario. Oh, then you're behind that ball, and it'll just crush you if you're not careful. Right. All right. Well, let's talk about something else that's going on. You know, all the attention on the election, I, I, I know everybody's all – going one way and the other about that. But, you know, something that all of that you may have missed, some news coming out about Congress. Now, Congress is considering another retirement bill. They're calling this one the Securing a Strong Retirement Act of 2020. I just ask you, Bo, I know you're keeping up with these sorts of things. Uh, anything in this that we need to know about we should be looking forward to or we should be regretting? Yeah, you know, the required minimum distributions, RMDs, mm-hmm. I like to say it because sometimes I'll say RMD because I've been talking about it for so long, people like, what? what? Huh? Is yeah. that some kind of car? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so required minimum distributions, those are the, the distributions we're required to take out of our pre-tax retirement accounts like IRAs and 401ks. Because Uncle Sam doesn't want to wait forever. Right. Well, and you saw uh, earlier, actually beginning of this year, they moved the, the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half, the year you turn 70 and a half, to 72, which we've talked about that. I thought that was a great thing. Because that gave an extra year and a half to work on Roth conversions, to work sure. on strategy, to work on getting prepared for the rent. The, to me, once we hit those RMDs, that's really where we want to be in the best position possible because that's kind of the starting point of the rest of your life. Okay, so that's where speak. the green flag comes yeah, down. We okay. can do, uh, most of our planning is the, the bulk of that is what we're trying to get as much done as we can up into that point. So what this, the, what the con- Congress has been, been talking about, and we'll see if it comes to pass, is going even further and moving that 72 required minimum distribution all the way to age 75. So from a planning perspective, I really like that. That gives us three additional years to do Roth conversions, to plan, to position, do charitable donations and things like that. So uh, in what they're doing, um, government's realizing we're living so much longer, they're still going to get their income stream from those accounts because we're not, you know, we're not dying at, at 70 anymore. Sure. So, so another that's actually a positive, and believe it, uh, those are two words we don't say a lot: Congress and positive, <laughs> right? So, so I'll, I'll keep you posted. But that's one thing that if that happened, that that creates a lot of strategic opportunity. And we talked about this sometimes those little levers with with retirement strategy, with taxes and 
and how we navigate that, it could be tens of thousands of extra dollars in your pocket. Sure, pulling them the right lever at the right time can certainly make all the difference. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna face one of those uh, head on that a lot of folks have. It's a, it's a fear, and the biggest fear in retirement for a lot of folks is basically the bottom line: Am I gonna have enough? Am I gonna run out of money before I run out of breath? Years, right? Yeah, exactly. And our lifespans, as you mentioned, getting longer and longer by the year. It's amazing. Anna Rappaport of the Society of Actuaries uh, tells the street that there are financial products designed specifically to address that fear. So enlighten me. Yeah. So what she's referring to, um, she's referring to more of annuity type of products, actually. And when we talk about annuities, annuities have a lot of of energy around them and and there's good and bad. People ask me if I if I uh, like annuities, I say no, unless it's the best tool for the job. And, and what's happening with annuities is they could provide a guaranteed income for the rest of someone's life, which is helpful. So it's like Social sure. Security. It's like basically it, it could function as a pension used to when, when more people used to have pensions. Oh, really? right? huh. So so what's happening, and you're even seeing a move to this, uh, you're starting to see 401ks, people's work actually providing an option to invest in an annuity so that when I retire, I don't just have these up and down market investments. I have some a piece of it that can create a lifetime income stream to stack with my Social Security because what's happening, if it's all in the market and the market does what it does, and we talked about the drawdown rules and how how complicated that could be, what happens if we draw down our account and we still happen to outlive our, our expectancy by five to ten years? Right? Mm. It could be a problem. So stacking little income streams, again, I, I like to think of the use of annuities as would it, would it make our situation stronger if I had another pension of $1,000 a month, $1,500 a month? And if so, an annuity might be a tool, but I think that's the key is annuities are misused and overused and that in our in the industry and that's what get, that's what creates problems. But if it's the right tool for the job to accomplish the goal of making sure we have income to pay our bills that we can't outlive, then it might be something to look at. So this isn't a a everybody should do it. That's the problem. Everybody should do it. It's the best thing since sliced bread or nobody should do it. It's is it the right tool to accomplish the goal of us having a secure income in retirement? And maybe we need to look into it. And, and here again, it's it's all based on individual. And that's where you, you get that modeling going to make sure you get the right tools to build that right. retirement home, so to speak. And, and it's really about the right mix, right? A lot of times I think the thinking is either or. Do I do mutual funds like I knew in my 401k? Do I do things like this that are fixed annuity type of things? Or do I put my money in the bank? You know, that's either this or that. And really a strategy in a lot of cases, it's what portion of my my overall assets needs to be fixed income? What portion needs to be long-term growth? So it's get, it's it's not either and. It's, it's a lot of times both. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing. You know, use a saw and a hammer to build a house, but you can't just build a house with a saw or a hammer. You got to have, right. have the whole thing in the right, in, right at the right time. Okay, so here's one for you. <laughs> you know, uh, this is one thing you should never ask. What next? When you thought 2020 couldn't possibly get any worse, oh, no. we learned that banks have quietly been raising our checking account fees again. According to the annual bank rate survey, the average monthly fee is now more than $15. It's a new record high. A lot of people don't even realize they're paying it. I don't even know what mine is, to be honest with you. Yeah, you isn't that funny? When we're all distracted with, with politics, economy, these oh. little things under the – you know, I think the thing here, and I've noticed this too. I've been seeing these fee, fee line items on people's uh, checking account statements. I, I think the key here is just to – and you're listening to this. Let's check. Like you, like you said, but I'm not even sure because yeah, it's automated sure. and it's easy not to know. You're yeah. not seeing, uh, oh, there's that $18 charge coming out. 
But if you if you do see it, then a lot of times you can go to your your bank and say, hey, this is a problem for me. And a lot of banks actually, believe it or not, they'll have another checking program that they could move you to if it's if it's either they do that or lose your business. Or it might even be you check the other bank that says, hey, I want business so much, I'll offer a no-fee account. So I think it's one of those things. We're talking, you know, 18, 20 bucks, but it adds up. Sure does. And it's it, it, it's it's banking is, is a commodity now. Right. And you can do it so many places. You can do it brick and mortar and online or just strictly online even. There's a lot of just cyber bank going right. on going on like that. So definitely something you probably ought to check up on like everything else. I didn't. I got to go home and see what what, yeah. I, and, what I'm losing. And it's kind of one of those, it's one of those principles. It, it it's it's a fee you you don't necessarily have to pay so why are you paying it and yeah. it, and if you have 10 or 20 of those little things jabbing you for 20 50 bucks then it starts adding up significantly. oh yes pretty yeah. quickly and if you're in retirement or headed there it's mm-hmm. really going to be a problem because here again we talk about your income is just so much right yeah absolutely okay so i want to end on a, a, a rather fun note if we could okay a little uplifting let's here. do it little trivia what's the best birthday of the whole year i know the answer to that mine but anyway, that's, right. <laughs> that's kind of personal. Of course, it's your personal birthday. But have you ever wondered how many people share your birth date? Okay, you, you know what amazes me, and and maybe it's just being every year I get older, I've I've been around more people. Uh, how many people share my birthday that mm-hmm. I run across either in the context of of work or just out networking and meeting people? So that's been fascinating. Hey, there's a lot of November 30th in my cases, which is coming up. Are you about to turn another one there? Okay. But we're not going to disclose the number. No, we're, no, okay. no. According to Social Security figures, most common birth date in the United States, the date when more people are born, is September 9th. September 9th. Mm-hmm. Average about 12,000 babies are born on that date every year. Wow. So... And, and this this shows you where my mind goes. I wonder what was happening earlier in the year that caused <laughs> all these 12,000 babies to be born on September 9th. Well, it was January, so it was cold. Okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Maybe the cable went out. I, I don't know. I don't know. And that's where my mind goes. Sorry, uh, Bill. Meanwhile, nearly that many people, 10,000, retire every day mm. of the year. Right. Each one of them with a different question about how to do it. And uh, what's like, we talked about running out of money. That's probably the most common. Are there yeah. other common questions that people ask you about that? A, a big, uh, there's a few that I can think of to mind is one, how much do I need to retire? And you know the answer to that. We've been talking about this. It depends on your situation. Exactly. We've got to dig into that because one person might need a million dollars. Another person might have a big enough pension. They're okay without really much in the bank. Sure. Uh, so how much, how much do I need is one, can I afford to retire? Kind of a same theme. Uh, Another one is uh, how do I make sure my my family's taken care of? I want to make sure all that's done. So those are the kind of themes. But a bigger bigger variation is is it's not so much a question, but it's but it's fear and concern of I'm scared to make a mistake in doing this. So in a lot of cases, we just kind of freeze up. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like if you were going to take a, a trip to the moon, for example, <laughs> right. and you're going to launch your rocket one degree off, right. And you're thousands of miles way off your target. And that's the way it is with uh, with retirement. The, the thing is, as you're going to the moon, there's time for course for correction. Right. Same thing with retirement. That's why it's so important. And we, we're going to continue to, to, to preach this, harp on it, whatever you want to say, because it is with the market changing the way it does, mm-hmm. with new products coming out, with changes to laws. We've right. talked about with the RMDs here this morning uh, or this afternoon, but, you know, it, it it changes constantly, so you have to be able to to continue to remap, and that's where you guys come in. And you you nailed it there, Bill. I think that was a great way to put it. Is this isn't a set it and forget it because laws are changing, rules are changing every year. So 
this is a call to action. Right? It's a proactive call to action that if I'm not addressing this stuff, updating this stuff every year, like you said, a small course correction, one degree, over 20 or 30 years of retirement, you could be way off by the sure. time we get there. So mm-hmm. if, if it's not something that's proactively being looked at every year, that might be the action item is, hey, I need to start taking a proactive role in my re- future in my retirement. All right, let's plan it. How do we do it? Uh, go to richlifeadvisors.com. I talk a lot about how we work with clients, our methodology, what we do to help. And if you have questions specific for me or things you'd like to hear me and Bill talk about, give me a call at 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. A lot of fun as always, Bo. And don't worry, folks, I'll figure out how many years he's been around before. Well, we'll get that to you. Have a great week. See you, Bill. If you have specific retirement questions or would like to know more about Rich Life Advisors, go to richlifeadvisors.com or call 770-249-7424. That's 770-249-RICH. Rich Life Advisors, LLC, provides investment advisory services through Formula Folios. Bo Henderson is a licensed insurance agent in Georgia.